0: So Emily, I want to do something a little different this week. Are okay. You cool with that?
1: Whatever you want to do, it's your um, show. It's our I'm sh- just here.
0: <laughs> it's our show. comedian bastard. <laughs> um. So you, do you have a login to like our anchor account? Can you um.
1: Get it? I think you maybe have sent it okay. to me.
0: So I get the emails for it all the time, and I go in. And we, since starting, have gotten a pretty decent amount of messages, like voice messages from people that have interacted with us. Yeah. Also, like we put up polls sometimes or like people can comment on Spotify. It's been really cool to see some of those things. But what I wanted to do was just play some of those Mm -hmm. things. I got them here on my laptop and just just like a short episode to respond to them. Like, I mean, these people love our show. Uh They've made a point to like speak into it. And so I thought the least we could do is respond to some of them
1: absolutely i love that
0: yeah and like as a plug like for anyone at the end of it we'll talk yes. about this later it's like send us these voice we would like to make this a regular and this, type ap- of this. these kind
1: of episodes could be longer like we love
0: yeah i think we love it so people
1: have said like people say like it's so fun people like it feels like i'm just sitting in the room having a conversation with you two yeah and i think part of and a lot of people are like well i want to like add something. Even, like, if I've gone back and listened to it, I'm like, I actually want to say something to that, like, that I didn't say. And so it's kind of fun, like, this way, like, people to enter into the conversation.
0: Yeah. I cute. do think it's funny. I uh, Sometimes I want to add my own voice message to things. Like, I want to, like, add on top of what we've already said. Yeah. I am going to exclude, by the way, my wife. She sent one that said I had a cute butt. We're not going to play that one on here. So. <laughs> so, well, it's kind too late. Just, you just, talked about it. Well, I talked about it, but we're not going to play it. <laughs> it gets graphic. No. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so
1: Good thing I don't have the login for Anchor then. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to give first names uh, for these folks. So if you're if you're watching, like this is hopefully you, right? Um, but Christian was the first person to, and you'll know your voice. That was a dumb thing to say. You'll be like, that's my voice. So it but, might be you. <laughs> you'll know it's you by your voice. Uh, but this one's from Christian. It's referencing, and I wanna have the reference for every single one of them. Okay. But this one is referencing our forgiveness episode. Love so it. Thought I'd play it, and then we'll unpack it on the other side. Hi, Lee and Danny. My name is Christian Zeno. Listening to your forgiveness episode, I just wanted to let you know that I've seen. Uh, I had a therapist once tell me, and I read an article written by some guy, and I can't remember his name. But what he said was, forgiveness is abandoning all hope of having a better past. And what mm. I took from that is that forgiveness is moving forward without judgment. And just because you forgive someone, does not mean that you have to move forward with that person in your life. And when I found that out for myself, I was able to forgive other people very much easier. i began able to forgive myself a lot easier. Um, And it was just a really great piece of wisdom that was passed down to me. And I wanted to share that with Emily because I think maybe that might help. But forgiveness is abandoning all hope of having a better past. And when that clicked for me, it changed my world. So I just wanted to pass that along. I love you guys. Thank you so much. So what do you think?
1: I dig that. I love That quote, and I think it, like he said, he said it like changed his world. I think that is because I don't think that that is how the church talks about forgiveness. Mm, Like to me, the church talks about forgiveness and like uh, you have to be best friends with them. Or like, I mean, and they'll say like, I mean, obviously like be wise, but at the same time, they're like, just how you sucked to Jesus and he still like loves you and is your friend. Sure. That's what you need to do. And so it feels like, Forgiveness often in the church feels like it's like you have to be so warm and so loving to them. But this, to me, that definition just feels like forgiveness is grief of like that the past will never be what I want it to be and I can move forward. And it's a way that it frees me, but I don't feel like I have a required emotion about the, Mm. the event yeah what do you think about the quote
0: yeah am i and i'm gonna get right like forgiveness is abandoning all hope to change the past but, something like that yeah. yeah uh i i dig it and it's kind of how i've always like i'm a pretty quick forgiver and mm-hmm. that's kind of why because it's like wallowing on the past has never like in the history of my life maybe someone like i actually think about it like uh, people complaining. At the referee in sports. Yeah. No call has ever been overturned by arguing with the referee. <laughs> yeah. And I think about like if I'm looking at my forgiveness of someone else. It's like me like just loathing in it has never done any anything any mm, good. Mm. And so for me it's like I may not love what you did. But I've like I really release my desire to go back and unwrite it. Like in there are certain times. I have like the mm. whole time machine mentality. Like I'd love to go back in time. And, okay. And fix things. But, like, I hold things pretty loosely. Like, I've said this before, I I can hold grudges. But it's, like, I also, when I say that, like, really what I mean is, like, I just stop associating with certain people. But I've really tried to forgive them for the things they've done, if that makes sense. So, I mean, maybe it's both sides. I hold them accountable for it, I guess. But I'm also not, like, if I saw them in person, I'm going to engage them and not treat them any differently, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but that's just, to me, that's just so different than, like, how we talk about gospel forgiveness. Yeah. Because, like, we talk, like, I, you know, someone said something about, like, if there was, like, a book written about your life and a book written about Jesus's life, and then yeah. the covers got switched. And so then, like, mm. people read about how Emily walked on water and, like, all that. And, like, and so it's, like, it's, like, that your record changes. And I guess what I like about that is it's just honest about the fact of what happened. And it almost, like, seals it. And, like, that happened so just move forward yeah versus like change the story in your mind yeah i don't know
0: i also think about it in terms of like Christ's forgiveness of us though it's like then that frees us and like i actually really like it in that way it's like we're not trying to undo or unwrite in all the trauma it's real and it's but we're not you can't undo any of it and so it's like there's right. so much more benefit in living in today than like wrestling with yesterday we should wrestle with we should unpack we should heal for sure but like i hear in this it's like if we're we're projecting that onto christ-like forgiveness it's like then it's like i mean jesus didn't try to undo or change or or fix or rewrite he's like that stuff all sucks Uh, but like i love you completely and wholly now yeah which i think is interesting
1: like like yeah like he just said like thinking about the woman he just says like go and sin no more yeah he's not like and you never did anything wrong yeah. like you know <laughs> yeah
0: i've said that before like jesus never uh I, i'll be careful to say never because maybe he does but like he right. rarely if not never follows up with someone when they mess up he's like go and sin no more but there's no follow-up story like hey did you sin more did you follow that right mm. like he just forgave them and it was like
1: moves forward he
0: set them on a new path so i think that's really interesting so yeah i like that Um, we could riff on that for a while. I want to move on and I don't have the reference for this one, but it's from uh, a woman named Kelly. Okay.
1: Um,
0: and so I want to share hers. Uh, it's a little longer. So buckle up, Kelly. Thanks for sharing.
2: So I love your podcast and I'm listening to the, um, pain and suffering discussion. Um, I'm a white woman. I'm a single mother who has seen, for a white single mom, has seen my picture of suffering. Um, I think what we're missing in the discussion is a little bit about the suffering of the BIPOC community and how I think um, some of our perspectives in the evangelical church are really centered on. The white experience, rather than considering the experience of others, and our view on pain and suffering is, um, really unique to their own because of our lack of suffering over time.
0: So this one it cuts out a little. Right. I think uh, I think anchor for anyone that knows lets you record for a minute. Mm. So this one cut off there, but I appreciate what she was saying, and I sure. think we would just caveat by saying like we're too white people right absolutely like talking about this so like I would say we're not trying to supply any I mean I want I, I do I had a friend of color challenge me like you need to speak into this like mm. you can't just surrender all of your voice like yeah. that's like actually the most negative thing you can do mm. but like we also can't speak from that perspective but we can speak into it yeah and so just to start like what's your perspective on what Kelly had to say
1: well one I fully agree and I guess I want to start by saying like um she brought up like people of color, and I was talking a lot about my students, and, like, I don't think I said this, but, like, I teach all black students. Like, all my students yeah. are black. And so it's, like, there is – that was definitely an undertone, but I I don't know. I didn't need to be, like, especially – that like, I don't know. Yeah. Because, again, like I said, like, it, it doesn't feel <clears> – <throat> It doesn't feel like my place often because it's not an experience that I understand. But I I love that Kelly brought it up because it is something that's so true. And that like, yeah, like we could say, like just us talking could be very, could just be very much like a white echo chamber of just like, yeah, "Yeah, they're suffering, but like there's so much more in that we don't see and we will never understand.
0: One of the reasons we're doing this is to add voice to people that have, been in this journey in diverse spaces yeah and i think so kelly to to your thing i think like that's one of the things we hope is like let's this podcast is based primarily around your story mm-hmm. but i think as we continue to expand like bring other people's stories in is really important because absolutely your story is not everyone's story my story is not everyone's story and i think that's what i love about what we're doing and what we're doing specifically today is like we're putting together a mosaic of other people's voices as yes. a part of the larger story you know
1: And I always like so Adrian in the Dirty Run Church Kids podcast. Like I feel like that podcast, um, it was for a while run by like two guys, and they would always say like, "the This is the perspective of two like cis head white dudes." Like in a sense, and I remember like as a woman listening, still relating, but really appreciating that they just owned that because it was like, okay, yeah, you're not gonna fully get. Like they did an episode on women in the church and it's like it's interest. it's interesting because they're like this is what we were told to like say to women and it's like yeah. but it, but they're also like obviously we don't have this experience and so there's a point in which i don't feel like it's our right to like be like this is what it is but at the same time definitely name that that is a real thing and i love that we can have those yeah. conversations yeah for
0: them to talk about women in ministry while not being women is important in the same way that like you and i can't talk about or can't avoid the conversation of racial injustice.
1: Absolutely. Like, we
0: have to engage it, but the way we engage it has to look differently. Yeah. Um, So, Kelly, I super appreciate that. I think it's a really good question. And for us, as we continue to create content, I think, like, we creating a a wider net of kind of intellectual thought and engagement so that our audience isn't all...
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, like, white guys, white women, whatever. It's, like, it's people that are LGBTQ, that they're people of color, they're non-Christian, they're atheist we want to really be able to cast yeah. that net. Um so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So uh that was Kelly, I just said yes. Kelly, thank you so much. This next one is from Don. Can't remember what Don's is about either, but you're gonna hear it and we're right. gonna go with it. So let's push it back and we'll give it a go. Hi, my name is Don and I live in
2: Ohio and I came across your, um, your podcast somehow, I don't even know, I was just researching some things and then I was also there, if you know many people are going through this deconstruction thing and you know, I'm 49 years old I've been going through this since uh, 9-11, um, off and on, you know, I get to the edge of it and then I back away because I'm scared, I have a lot of fear. Mm. I, don't know, I don't know if you guys have an episode where maybe you have discussed fear, um, but if you have, could you point me to that direction? And also, I was curious, this question is um, for Danny. This, um, I understand your church is UMC. Do you know if all UMC churches move their pastors around? Because the one we tried, they've done that. Um, anyway, thank you guys so very, very much for your podcast. I so enjoy it, and it's a blessing.
0: So, Don, thank you so much for your message. I would say, off the bat, UMC pastors, we itinerate, so we all move around. Uh, we, it's part of what we do. So that's not an exception. Like, I started my church, and so I'll be there for a little bit longer, maybe, than the average mm-hmm. pastor, unless I suck. Uh, but we all itinerate. So every year to year, we're appointed to be where we're at. Uh, but we did do... I think we've done an episode... Like one of our first, like, five, I think, was on fear, right? Episode-wise?
1: Oh, I think it was.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I think we could fear. do... 10 episodes on fear, but I think we've talked about it. I'll try to pull it up here real quick. But well,
1: honestly, the first thing that stood out to me is as she said, like, she's 49 and going through this. Yeah. And honestly, like, that is, I find that very comforting because sometimes I feel like, you know, people are like, you're 23, like, you're just figuring it out. And I'm like, yeah. 100%. Like, I fully Well, Our admit audience,
0: that. like, we have a lot of older folks that, right. like, it, which I, to, and I hate to cut you off, but like, I think, we have a lot of people that are older and it points to in pastors and what across. Yeah, it's not just not faithful people and the young people. Right. Like it's right. We're all a part of this conversation. And that's
1: really helpful and encouraging. Like I, we have this thing as um, at the well, like we did the trail. Like it was just yeah. a group of people talking about different things. And this woman was in her fifties and she was like, she was like, I don't know if I'll ever fully know, but she's like, I'm on this journey and I'm figuring out and I'm yeah. like, trying to pursue truth. And I just was like there was just so much freedom in this like okay, it's not maybe there isn't like a, an end goal to this. Like yeah. it's just it's just a part of the journey and it could be for a really long time. And so like I just I'm honestly that was the first thing that really encouraged me from Don's message. Yeah. is like that.
0: Yeah, I will say Don, uh apparently we don't at least in the titling have anything on fear. But I did just preach a 3 week series on fear, so maybe that's why it feels so Like, in my Uh, mind. So maybe we we should talk about the fear of this. We've touched on it, and it's been a thread through this. Like, your fear has been common. But I don't think we've dedicated the entire episode to it.
1: No. And, like, maybe we can soon. Um, But fear is interesting. Like, honestly, as soon as I think of fear, I think of the purple guy from Inside Out. Sure. But, like, he's there to protect you.
0: Like, yeah, fear is not a bad thing. Fear is not the time. a bad
1: thing. Right. And so there's something in there that's like, okay, there's this like self-protection that I think is important. I don't know. If that's such, I feel like fear is so broad though. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, I honestly don't know what she means by that.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're listening, Dawn, uh, and we'll give information at the end, like we'll put yeah. it on the screen, emails, all that kind of stuff. It'll be in the episode description, all that kind of stuff, but ways to reach out to us. I know. Yeah. That's, we'll put that message at the end. That's awesome so the last one's gonna come from our friend Isabella Isabella put out she put four out and like they were, they were so good all of them and so I, love I don't that I don't want to like make you feel like they weren't all good but we just want it, we're going to. we're gonna play one of them so it's gonna be the last one she sent mm-hmm. um and so uh, give it a listen and let's okay see what we think
3: so I left church um, for roughly around like four years and I recently started back the end. I've been wrestling so much, though, because I grew up being taught that, like, you can walk away from God. That, like, you can leave your relationship and basically, like, leave your salvation. Um, And that, as far as salvation goes, like, you have to be drawn into repentance by the Holy Spirit. And then if that conviction and that drawing isn't there, then, like, your salvation isn't real. Um, And, like, while being back at the, like, church again, I don't feel that drawing or like that conviction like I like did when I went forever ago. And like, I don't even know if it's okay for me to pray. I don't know if it's okay for me to go to the altar Mm -hmm. or to like even talk to God. And I just feel so conflicted about my relationship with him and like how I even continue this journey as far as salvation goes because Mm -hmm. like I walked away.
0: That's a lot.
1: Yeah. That's heavy and real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I would say, a, how do you feel about that? But also, do you resonate with anything that she said from your personal experience?
1: So I was surprised. mm, I was surprised how much I like didn't resonate. Okay. I mean, just not like didn't agree
0: with, but like didn't feel. Yeah, because
1: I mean, one thing that immediately stood out is like she talked about how they were taught that you know you can leave and then you have to feel conviction from the Holy Spirit, and that was not in the rhetoric I grew up in at all. Mm, It was like God chose you or you didn't. So I never had this worry of, like, leaving and then if I could come back, really. Mm. Um, but I do agree with, like, I, I feel her pain in the sense of, like, does God still want to be close to me even though I'm going through all this and asking all these questions? Mm. To me, that's of what she's saying when she's, like, can I pray? Can I go to the altar? Like, there is this question of, like, does God want anything to do with me anymore after this process? Yeah. And I felt that since the beginning like i remember feeling so awkward with god because i was like i'm kind of wrestling with like what i think about you and you know that i'm doing that and so i can't talk to you like everything's fine mm. I, like it's like it's like if i was just like thinking i don't like if i was like doing a lot of research about how like maybe danny isn't real <laughs> that doesn't quite work or like or like what i heard about danny wasn't true and you yeah. knew all that and then i but i was just like what's up man you would yeah. be like there's a lot going on. Yeah. It feels awkward.
0: Yeah, it is awkward. I know for me personally, like I there have been times I've struggled with like pretty big levels of sin in my life where like it felt uh-huh. like it really separated me from God. Yeah. And I would say I never felt I felt more compelled to like mm-hmm. pray. Mm-hmm. And uh all because I found those sacraments, specifically the sacraments, to be really holy. I wasn't someone that like I remember I was a youth pastor, and this kid was like, "Hey, will you baptize me?" I was like, "For sure." (laughs) He's like, "Great, it's my ninth time." I was like, "I think you were probably good at least six ago, right?" So I wasn't like getting mass baptized, but I like (laughs) I I would like communion for me was a really holy moment of like of like sanctification. It was a moment of like purification, Mm -hmm. right? Um, John Wesley would say that like uh, he believed that. Communion taking it was what he would say was a converting ordinance that, like, you could mm. take it without knowing. And it. it was so profound that it would, like, win your heart over. And that's kind of guided me. And that, like, my heart doesn't need, and I think, well, we serve communion through an open table, which means, like, you don't have to have the right beliefs to be a member of our church or any mm-hmm. church, like, come forward. We believe God does the work. Yeah. And I think, like, that's how I've always responded to it. And so mm. that's not to discount Isabella. I think, like, I get the shame, but yeah. that's like the church puts that on you. Like, and I'm not saying my theology is all right, but, like, I come to the table for communion, and I come to the throne to pray, and I, like, Mm -hmm. all these things. I do those things to be close to God, even though I feel like I suck, right? Right. And I think God doesn't see me as sucking. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm the one that saw myself as sucking, Mm -hmm. and God's like, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. And so... um. So, in the same way, like, I resonate because I know the shame. I don't resonate because I have a different view slightly of, like, approaching those spaces.
1: But I think the other thing that I just hear in what Isabella is saying is she feels like there's, like, one way to get to God.
0: Sure. Like, she's,
1: like, the Holy Spirit has to convict or, like, all this stuff. And she's, like, and I just don't feel that. And I think – I would just say, like, I just don't think God is that particular. Like, I think we can meet God in many different ways. Yeah. And it doesn't, if it doesn't feel like um, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, Homegirl basically never felt the Holy Spirit, right? And mm-hmm. like, you know, I kind of communed with God. Like, so <laughs> like there, <laughs> there are different ways to do that. And I just yeah. think, I just like, the only rule is that there are no rules.
0: Mm, the only rule about Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. Uh, it didn't connect. You never watched Fight Club?
1: Well, no, it just didn't connect to uh, what I said at all.
0: It almost exactly connected. <laughs> Danny,
1: are you drunk? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it connected perfectly. Uh, all right, here's the deal. Uh, uh, so I decided I wasn't going to play Christian's okay. last thing because it's like we can just talk about it. Yeah. But so he was like, like,
1: That was my idea. It was
0: like your idea. He <laughs> was like, Hey, like we dig this podcast and I'm probably not the only one. Yeah. How the hell do we get connected with you? Uh-huh. So would you share some of the ways that people, and we, I'll share my email too, but like ways people can get connected with us as a podcast with you and then i'll share how people can connect with me as well
1: sure okay um honestly a big one and people have already been doing this like my personal instagram emily underscore zell um you know smash that follow button right
0: (laughs) (laughs) smash that like hit the subscribe
1: Um, and like feel free to dm i i think i've responded to all the dms i've gotten like i'm pretty responsive um and i really enjoy those conversations uh so definitely do that. I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I feel like Twitter is dying, at yeah. Emily K. Zell. But, like, low-key, I have pretty good tweets, so follow me. Yeah. Um, should I give my email? If you want to. You know what? Whatever. Yeah, my email <laughs> is Emily K. Zell, like just the letter K, Z-E-L-L, at gmail.com. You can email. Like, I I don't know. I feel like Instagram is better, but if you don't have that, yeah, you can yeah. email me, I guess. And I'm, I'm really happy to chat. Like, it's been really cool. I tell people all the time. People, like, often give me the comment, like, you've made me feel so less alone. And I always say, like, truly every time someone takes the time to DM me, like, it makes me feel less alone. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I would say for us, like, so on the deconstruction zone, uh, right. if you don't already follow us on Instagram, it's the best place to DM us. You handle most of them, but, like, I, yeah. I, I try to respond to as many as I can. But that is at the deconstruction zone. Just at the Deconstruction Perfect. zone. So DM us there collectively, but you can get me at Danny D A N N Y downscore Libarger uh-huh. L Y B A R G E R or email me at Danny at thewell636 org. I'm also on TikTok as just Danny Libarger straight across, yeah. but we harder to connect there like messaging yeah. wise. Uh-huh. Um, and also in the uh, episode bio, I'll put the voice message link again. So if anyone's Perfect. like, hey, I want to send in more questions definitely do that kind of stuff but this has been fun and can we
1: have a conjoined email
0: yeah we have do want, uh, there, anyone check it though i do okay deconstruction
1: zone pod at gmail.com
0: De- i'm gonna double check is it the deconstruction zone i feel pod? like it's not um
1: but you might prove me wrong
0: no i don't want it i want you to be right Yeah, deconstruction zone pod at gmail.com shoot us emails there as well yeah also, if you want to be on the pod, like that's a that's probably the best fit. That's where we get like more inquiries and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and we love that. Yeah, yeah we're so. excited
1: about that.
0: So this has been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've enjoyed this kind of thing because it's like, hey, we get to like interact with people, even though we don't see them. You said this before we got on, like I we, these are people, like right? We yeah. get to talk to people, right? Inside. And like
1: not like my grandma. Like my grandma <laughs> does listen, but it's like people found our podcast yeah. and like that's just like
0: yeah, I am that, surprised that it's not people me. that aren't our people.
1: I know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. crazy.
0: So, well, cool. Can you send us off? This has been fun. With a word of prayer? With a word of prayer.
1: No. Uh, (laughs) But thanks for listening. Definitely send these more in so we can do more episodes like this. I had a really good time and embrace the journey.